in Ephesians 1, there's a verse uh, that handles a word that I wanted to look into with all of you, and it's the word adoption. The word adoption. Adoption, I just went to uh, E.W. Bollinger's uh, definition of words in the Bible. Uh, He gives it this way. Adoption is receiving into the relationship of a son. Just simply receiving into the relationship of a son. We understand that. Uh, Went to uh, Webster's Dictionary, the 1828 Dictionary, and Webster says... uh, that adoption is to take a stranger into one's own family. So to take somebody into your own family. So we know this of adoption, where somebody is not part of your family, and when they're taken into your family as a member of your family, they're adopted. That's called adoption, right? Okay, so another point about this is that you take them into your family as a son and an heir, Okay, we know we understand as a son, but also as an heir. When somebody is truly adopted, they're taken into a family as a son and an heir. Say, I have one son, okay, uh, and two daughters. If I was to adopt another son, then the heirs of uh, my heirs would be two sons and two daughters. See, because of adoption, okay. So it also means to take one who is not a child and treat him as your own, giving him a title to the privileges and rights of a child. So in other words, you take that child in, they're another one of your children with all the rights and privileges of being one of your children. Okay? Ephesians 1.5, look at this verse. This is what God says about us. Ephesians 1.5 it says, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself. So Jesus Christ did the work okay, for our redemption and salvation. So through Jesus Christ's work, we are adopted as sons into God's family. Do you know what that means? That means you are another one of his children, his children. Well, those who haven't believed on Jesus Christ aren't yet part of his family. Okay, I know this is contrary to uh, some beliefs out there, but the Bible teaches that once you believe on Jesus Christ, you become a son of God, and it adds understanding by telling us that we're adopted children. We're adopted. So we're taken into God's family. What does that mean? Well, we have the rights and privileges of any of and all of his children. And we're an heir of his. It's pretty neat, isn't it? That's really neat. If you go to Romans 8, regarding this word adoption, Romans 8. <laughs> See verse 15? In Romans eight fifteen, it says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of what? Adoption. Adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So this this point of being adopted as God's children, now we see, carries this idea of where we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. The word Abba is an Aramaic word. Okay, 
So the New Testament was translated from the Greek. You say, well, how did an Aramaic word get in the mix, mix with Greek uh, uh, words, Greek sentences? Well, they left it in because uh, this word Abba has a, a meaning to it that is not very well understood out of the Greek. It's a, a, a real tender word. It's a compassionate word. It carries the compassion uh, of a child toward a dad. You know, that child uh, cries out to that dad for help. This is what is uh, carried with the uh, word Abba. Okay, the meaning of it is that we would cry out to God for help because he's our dad. So it has this real affectionate uh, point to it, okay? I want to give you um, from the New Bible Dictionary by G.D. Douglas. He says uh, this Abba is an, an Aramaic word in the emphatic state, meaning father. So it's in the emphatic state. It really emphasizes a point about him being our father and that he is our father. And the emphasis is carried in that we go to him for help. He's the one that we go to for help. Okay, He's our Abba father because we are his adopted children. So we cry. Isn't this verse 15, Romans eight fifteen? It says, You have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. You know, Father, Daddy, I need your help. This is what's carried with this word. So why would we have this in our hearts, the Spirit of God, that we would cry out, Abba, Father? Because God knew we needed to have this spirit in our hearts to cry out, Abba, Father, because He is the one who does help us. So he's actually given us the desire by way of his spirit to cry out for his help. Isn't that cool? That's really neat. The first place, this word Abba is only used three times in the whole New Testament. The first place is in Mark 14. Mark 14. This gives us great insight. This in Mark 14 is where Jesus Christ is in a garden of Gethsemane and he's ready to give his life as a sacrifice. So he says here in verse 36, God, I need your help, essentially. I need your help. Look what he says here in verse, uh, well, we can go to verse 35 first, leading into verse 36. It says, And he went a little beyond them, beyond his disciples, and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass by him. He didn't want to have to go through this torture and death that was prophesied in Isaiah 53. He was going to be horrendously beaten and tortured and then have to die. He didn't want to do this. So he's, he's asking the Father for this hour to pass by him. If he doesn't have to go through this moment of what God's plan and purpose was. Verse 36. And he was saying what? Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Father, help me. Remove this cup from me. But if you need me to do this, I'm going to do it. But he was crying out, Abba, Father, for God's help. Because we are God's adopted children, we are now his sons. Okay, We have his spirit within us crying out, Abba, Father. 
When Jesus Christ needed help, who did he go to? He cried out, Abba, Father. Well, when we need help, who are we to go to? Abba, Father, yeah. See, he gave us his spirit to do this. The last use of this, we saw the one, Abba, Father, in Romans 8.15, and then in Mark uh, 15, but now in Galatians 4, the book of Galatians, chapter 4. See, God gave us his spirit when we were adopted as his sons. With his spirit, we, are, uh, we have been given the whole feeling, the emotion, the sense of, Abba, Father, help me. You know, in, in any situation that we're in. Isn't that great? Why would he do this? Because he wants to help his people. <laughs> you know, why would you tell somebody, you know, you send them a letter. Uh, I know you're dealing with a situation. If I can help in any way, please let me know. Why would you write that? Because you don't want anything to do with them? No, because you want to help them. Why would God give his spirit whereby we cry, Abba, Father, if he didn't want to help us? How much does he want to help us? So much that he's given us the desire from within by way of his spirit to cry out for his help. He wants to help us so much. He's given us the drive from within to ask him for help by way of his spirit. That's how much he wants to help us. That's pretty big. You know, in uh, uh, Matthew 6, it says that God uh, knows the uh, birds of the air and the the needs of the birds of the air, the needs of the beasts of the field, and he takes care of them. How about you being his child? Mm -hmm. That's what Matthew 6 says. How about you being his child? Hmm. You know, he cares more for you than for all the sparrows. It says something like that in there. It's a great section. The end of Matthew 6. God cares so much for us, we really don't understand. We don't really need to understand, but we do need to understand that he wants to help us and that he's given us, us, us of his spirit so that we would cry out for his help all the time. Cry out for his help. God, help me with this situation. And because we have, like with those situations we talked about, mm -hmm. we asked for God's help. We were looking for his help and we got his help. He's given us that desire and he wants to help us, so he's given us the desire to ask for help. Galatians 4. The last place this is used, this is in the context of uh, Paul in writing this letter is trying to help them get delivered from adhering to the law of Moses. He said, we've been delivered from the law of Moses in the earlier chapters. Verse 4 of chapter 4 says, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those that were under the law that we might receive adoption as sons. Again, adoption as sons. That we might be welcomed, invited, and taken into his family as one of his very own, his adopted sons. Then verse 6, Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Again, he has sent forth his spirit into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Why? Because we're his adopted children. He did this for us because he knows we need his help. And he's given us the desire for his help by giving us of his spirit. That we would from his spirit within cry out, God, help me. 
you know, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. But if I need to do it, I'm just going to go through it. I need your help one way or another. The strength to do this thing, to stand, or the, uh, the deliverance from it. God, help me. This is Abba Father, and it's all in the context of adoption. We've been adopted by God into His family, into the state of being His children, now and forever. Isn't that a wonderful thing? So again, verse 6, Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. Wow. He sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There's a guy by the name of Oliver Green uh, who wrote a book called The Gospel of Grace. And he states in there, the believer's relation to God as a son results from the new birth. Whereas adoption is the act of God by where a child is placed in the position of an adult son being an heir. So in studying this, he recognized that You know, the new birth, when you believe on Jesus Christ, you get born again of God's Spirit, as it's put in the Bible. So you receive of His Spirit. The term adoption takes it a little further uh, in that it, uh, it puts you in the position of being an adult child where you are an heir of God. The context of being an heir, both places used in the New Testament, you know, that we looked at in Romans 8 and in Galatians, are all in light uh, in the context of being adopted. See it? As his adopted children were adult children and heirs, heirs of God Almighty, of all his resources, of all his provision. So he gave of his spirit within us to cry out, Abba, Father. Why? Because he cares so much for us. That's why. He cares so much for us that he gave us the desire with his spirit to cry out for his help from within. He gave us the desire to cry out to him. That, that is so wonderful. That is so loving to do. You know, a lot of times we don't help somebody unless they ask for help. God goes way beyond that. <laughs> he not only helps us when we ask, He gives us a desire to ask Him. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? So uh, that's a little bit on the subject of adoption. It's a great word to look at, but God has taken us into His family by adoption through the work of Jesus Christ. He planned this whole thing. It was according to His plan and purpose according to his will. See? That's great. 